Welcome to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage. My name is Heath Yearwood. And I'm Amanda Yearwood. And thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you. Welcome back to a second episode with our friends Blake and Jen Thompson. Um, We had a good time cutting it with y'all and and just couldn't cut off the conversation. We just needed to keep going. So here we are in a second episode. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about, before we get into the main topic on this one, one thing that we did leave out, y'all talked about being crazy. And, you know, again, that Blake, I think you probably might know this. When Amanda and I got married, we only had about a two-day honeymoon because I had a B-team tournament. I had to be back. I don't remember what year uh, you graduated high school. What? 98. So we got married in 94. So it wouldn't have been you, but yeah. I had I had a two-day honeymoon bout because I had to come back for a JV basketball tournament. <laughs> and I was passionate about it. Yes. Well, I remember one thing when you were in the 10th grade and you were playing on the JV team that year we had an ice storm do you remember that Mm -hmm. that that the ice storm took place we couldn't practice and we were in the finals i'm pretty certain like school was canceled and everything everything was canceled and it was like it was a bad storm (laughs) well i remember i wanted to practice so bad i ended up picking up about half the boys and we take them, I had you even, that we take them over to school. And I was in your car, Amanda. Yes, my little Mazda. Yeah, a little nice yeah. little black car. Yeah. And so the road was almost completely closed. You had two lanes or two little tire tracks that you could drive in. Now, first of all, I don't know why the parents actually trusted y'all with them. <laughs> I'm surprised Roseanne. Roseanne didn't know. Benton must have not but. <laughs> Some parents could bring them over there, and some of them, we went and practiced, and we had at least the core group that was going in, and we went through stuff. And, um, again, this is for JV basketball. And uh, so when I dropped you off, and right up there by where just not even a, about a half a mile right past Becky Davis's house, I ended up meeting a car, having to get over, and it was a front-wheel drive. And when I got on the ice, I slide out right across from Break Ashley Nim's house across the road. I hit a culvert, total her car. I don't know if y'all ever even knew that story, but it it didn't hurt the car. The out top of it, it just rolled the frame it under. The frame, yeah. It seems like I do remember that yeah. happening, and. Because I do remember my mom saying something. <laughs> I knew, yeah. All for the sake of the sake of BT basketball that we got beat in the finals by about a basket. It was. And, uh, you, know, you know, so uh, I guess we should have probably just stayed at home. I'd have kept the car and it wouldn't matter. But, but we learned life lessons. But we learned a life lessons. Don't let your uh, children out with a crazy coach, mom. Um uh, but that was a funny story. Well, this one here, uh, again, you know, we, we told you how we knew Jen from being one of our teachers and Blake, of course, being a teacher and, and a former player and different things. Well, how did you two guys meet? Jen, you want me Yes. Well, I'm not as good with the dates as Heath and Amanda are, so you'll have to help me with some of the dates. But um, Blake and I met... Uh, right. February of 2008, 2008 um, and I, just a little backstory. Um, 
you know, I went to Wallace and then I, I graduated from Auburn in 2005. And when I was about 25 or 26, I was just kind of disgusted with dating. It was just kind of, you know, I mean, anybody that that knows how it's how it is dating at 25 or 26, it's 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 horrible. And I had very high expectations. One being they had to have hair. That was one thing I remember <laughs> thinking is that I would come home and I would tell my mom or my sister, I just I'm tired of dating people that don't have hair. <laughs> um, but I was just really, you know, just kind of disgusted with with dating. And um I'd actually was really good friends with Carly Thompson when I was at Auburn, who was Blake's cousin. And um, we used to meet weekly. We would go to Rosie's or we'd go out to eat or whatever. And I remember her mom was with her one time and she said, you know, she said, my nephew, she said, I just, I just think y'all need to meet. She said, something about it. Just every time I'm around him, he just reminds me of, of you and y'all just have so much in common. And I was just like, whatever, you know, because I, I was just, I was just disgusted with dating. And so, actually, Carly and Anna are, uh, that's who hooked yeah. us up. I don't know what all they had said to Blake about me, but I do know that I used to come. I, that's you, I did look you up. <laughs> 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 Buck horns. Buck teaching staff. A little stalking there. A little stalking yeah. back in the day. There was, there was no Facebook. There was no, no Facebook at the time. The actually, there was Facebook. Blake just didn't know about Facebook. Right. I introduced Blake to Facebook. That's how old we are. Um, but we... We met, we used to, our meeting place used to be at the Decatur exit. McDonald's. McDonald's. That's mm -hmm. where we would meet. And, um, I wouldn't take her to McDonald's to eat. <laughs> he was. He's not a big spender. Y'all know that. And he's a cheapskate, y'all. Because I can remember, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, but our first date we went to O'Charlie's. and make you pay your part? He no. did it, but. This um, <laughs> is After we went to Walmart. After. This is the story I'm going to tell. So we go to we go to Charlie's to eat, and then we went to Walmart because you know when you're dating somebody, I don't know we we we, we hit it off pretty well. Yeah. You know it was it wasn't awkward. It was, and I mean this was a blind date. I mean we had of course looked each other up, but texted a little bit, texted a little bit you know with our flip phone. But um, I remember I wanted to buy a CD, so I, I bought a Jack Johnson CD. I, I can remember she expected me to pay for this. <laughs> and I remember his mother called him and and. <laughs> Probably knowing Roseanne like I know Roseanne now, I'm sure Rose was, was asking him some questions probably about me. And so um, I could tell he was kind of trying to get off the phone. And I was thinking, is he going to buy this CD for me? But he didn't buy the CD for me. I checked out <laughs> on my own and I got the CD on my own. So. Benton's over there thinking, hey, bud, is she, hey, you think she's going to be athletic? What about buddy? He, he's looking for that. But a uh, college uh, volleyball player, he's, he's yeah, thinking, man, well, this I think help. I do think uh, we went to Starbucks after we went those three places. And I think I may have met Rose and Benton. Probably within a few weeks. It was a few weeks. Yeah, we were kind of like Heath and Amanda. We didn't we didn't date very long before we got engaged. Yeah. We did. Um, we, and I think we tried to hire you. <laughs> you well, even, I was telling Blake because we knew we did as outsiders we recognized it. We knew. To, I told yeah. Blake I can remember some of my early memories of Heath and Amanda. Um, was at church, mm -hmm. and I remember we used to sit behind y'all, and I would leave, and I'd say. Who is that? I said that family that sits in front of us. I'm like, they're like Barbie and Ken, yeah. like their little, like with their little doll Perfect children. Little and I would, did I not? I heard yeah. that's one of the first things I would say. I was like, 
she looks like Barbie and he looks like Ken and like they just look so perfect, you know. And, and now you know us. <laughs> well, that's just y'all were always so sweet to me and and yeah, they were a big reason, you know, that that first year I got hired. I was I was at Buckmore and I had come back home from Auburn and and actually worked at at another school uh, previous to that, but that was a big decision for us. We we didn't know I was going to get hired and my parents are educators, you know, they've been educators their whole life. So they kept saying, well, you know, we can get you a job in Madison County. We can get Blake a job in Madison County. And, and he has some deep roots here. I know anybody listening that knows Blake and the Thompson family knows that probably was not going to happen. So that was well, kind of a try. It I could was willing and we did pray, I mean, in all we seriousness here, mm-hmm. about please allow a door open for me in Madison County or yeah, door open her in Coleman County. And thankfully... The good Lord opened up a door for her at West Point High School. Very last minute. You remember yes. that? That was very, it was, it was things now, were kind of tight then. And, and the coach about six sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cross country. I remember. Uh, it, it, baseball. Baseball. Country, yep. baseball. Uh, <laughs> whatever it, it took. took. So. And we had a lot of people praying for that, though. Yes. You know, that was, that, that was, was a blessing. That was a blessing for us because. I knew, you know, deep down, I knew you probably wouldn't be completely content moving to Madison County. And I was okay. I had well, been, away, already from been home. away from home. And, you know, that had been something that, that I was I was okay with. Now, I, I would hold it over his head in some of those early years. Now, you said mm-hmm. if we didn't move, you know, you would do this, you know. So, there would be a few times. She got her way from home. I did get my you way from home. Yes, I know. But, but that was... So then we, I don't know, Blake, can you remember how long we dated? Um, a year. We, you, before we got married. You proposed in. We proposed in maybe September. August or September. So maybe six or seven months. You made a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did. And we went to O'Charlie's. Wait, wait a minute. Time out. Time out. You proposed with a PowerPoint presentation? I, Please tell that story. I did. That is the most created, romantic he's ever been. I did create, a, at that time, PowerPoint presentation <laughs> of us with pictures and so I had a little video camera set up. It was under in, your at the under house. your clean clothes. You used to always put your clean clothes yeah, in the corner. I had the video camera set up and that good romantic guy, you know. At least she got a proposal. Yes, Amanda and I get married. I just say you and get married. Yeah, so at least you were playing. Yeah, it was that was sweet. But you know when you know, you know when Tim Harris, when you know, you know, you know, he would always say that. But he was talking about the Lord. But you know, when God puts you together with someone, you that's what we've tried to even tell our children. And we've even said on there, it, we see kids at school trying to date each other and they fight like crazy. They can't get along. If you can't get along when you're dating someone, you don't need to get married to them. And, and there's sometimes things just are right. It doesn't make sense. Like we've talked about before, it might not have been what you were looking for or they were looking for. But things don't matter when it's the right person sometimes. Well, I think in, uh, when you quit looking, too, I can, you know, I, my memory is terrible, but I do remember, you know, vividly praying and, and earnestly praying, you know, just please, I'm, you know, I'm done trying to find that person. Because, you know, when you're 26, everybody's trying to hook you up with somebody. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they think, you know, you think you've missed the boat, obviously, and then everybody else around you thinks you've missed the boat because they're everybody, you know, I find myself doing that now. I'll see somebody 
25 and say, hey, I need to try to hook up yeah. this one with this one. And so I do remember, you know, I do think that I prayed for Blake. I know Blake had been well, through some things that he'll probably share uh, later. Well, relationships, I'll get just a little right. personal here. I've, of course, uh, had a failed marriage. I'm not ashamed to say on this podcast, I, uh, I was 25 and was dating someone that, you know, you think at that time, well, I'm 25, it's time. Mm -hmm. Even though everything didn't really match up the way it should have, uh, you know, bit the book, and, and I did go through that. Uh, and I, it was something that, uh, you know, was a disappointment to end up with, uh, you know, go through a divorce. But uh, it was uh, at that point in my life, I was saved, but I, I wasn't having the constant prayer life as I do now, and I wasn't constantly in scriptures as I should have been either before going into that marriage. Mm -hmm. And it was something that, um, you know, of course is regrettable now, but I just want to say to the young people that could be listening, if you're in that type of relationship where you're not 100% sure, you know, make sure that you're praying about it earnestly and, um, you know, that you think things through all together. Because again, uh, I thought, I'm 25, I, mm -hmm. this is what everybody my age is doing at this time. Yeah. I'm supposed to get married, I did, and it, it failed. And uh, thankfully, um, you know, Jen and I, she shared, was able to, to meet. But I, I will say this, I've never at a point in my life probably prayed as, and I should do this more, but as sincerely and as, um, I guess, earnestly as I knew how, I felt like I was just, in the Lord's presence and praying for a soulmate. Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, at the time, you, you know, at that time when I went to a divorce, I was 20, 27, I think. And um, I said, well, you know, I'm old. I got to, yeah. at, that, yeah. at that point, you think, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to find anybody. I'm going to be yeah. alone the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So, but I did, I, I felt like I did feel that, I had faith that I knew the Lord was going to lead me to that right person. I really just gave it to him. And um, I just felt like I was in his presence and I knew that he was going to make that happen for me. And he did. It wasn't a, a few, I guess it was, it was a few months, right, but yeah. um, it happened quickly, to be honest. And, um, you know, well, our relationship is, yes, we have our ups and downs, but <laughs> I knew uh, quickly that, she was the one for me, and I'm just so thankful we, to the we Lord did. for that. We had, you know, early on, we had some, there was some difficulty for me. I mean, I look back now and I think, why did I get so upset about things like that? But I can remember early years, you know, oh, that really bothered me. It mm -hmm. bothered me for a long time. I can remember Gary and Evelyn had a Easter get-together, and we had, you know, we kind of quickly got together, and I can remember... I wanted to go, you know, and I can remember he, I mean, if you know Blake, you know, he's all about tradition and how things should be. And I can remember he's real nervous about even <laughs> talking to me about it. And he basically said, you know, I just don't know about you going to this big family event yet. And I can remember like my heart was just like ripped out of my chest because I was like, he's embarrassed. You know, he doesn't want me, you know, I can just remember little things like that were hard for me, because I was like... I'm sure you take it out on me, too. I would, and I, I, was, I was jealous, you know. I was jealous that I wasn't 
the first. Well, you know, and that was the question I was going to have. How did that make you feel? Like, was that a concern about you going out with him first? It, it was. It was. It was. Um, I can remember talking to my parents about it. Yeah. And I can remember them, which, of course, the my mom, I can remember the first time she met Blake, she, next morning, she's like, oh, I just love your boyfriend. And I'm like, he's not my boyfriend. I mean, I've gone out with him for one day. And she's like, but I love him, and that's who you're going to marry. I'm just going to tell you. She just, you know, Blake is my dad. I mean, my dad, they have a lot of similarities as far as their love for basketball and quiet. You now, know. your dad was a, a good athlete and still, I mean. I, he is. He, um, my dad played. Still plays ball. Still <laughs> plays a lot of ball. He uh, played for UNA for four years, uh, basketball. My dad, talk about a love of the game. My boys get a lot from their daddy, but they get a lot from, from my dad, too, because there's really no person. I mean, my memories with my dad from, from growing up is watching Larry Bird and the Celtics and, you know, on Sunday night. I mean, I have lots of basketball memories with my dad. But um, he still plays basketball and pickleball. He's a big yeah. pickleball player. So he – and so Tyson took up pickleball this weekend. <laughs> so the campgrounds are like, now he's going to get that from him. But, um, yeah, he, he is a – now, does your dad enjoy watching the boys play? Oh yes, my my mom and dad do not miss a game, and and Blake always says, "I don't only have you; I have all both sets of grandparents critiquing me, and every you know everybody." A college, a college athlete watching you over there. <laughs> but I will say this: you know, my I have a sister, so my parents were, didn't have to be that hard on us. You know, yeah. I'm not saying we were golden children but we, we really didn't do a whole lot to get in trouble and my mom was more my dad's an educator my mom's an educator but my dad worked in county office and my mom was an english teacher at the school that i went to my whole you know all my years but i can remember you know my dad i mean he just he's i was a daddy's girl and i mean i, I can remember i can probably count on one hand how many times my dad had to Spank me, you know. Like now, did you younger. ever play basketball or you were volleyball? I played basketball in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I played basketball and volleyball in high school. Um, and I loved basketball. I, I mean, basketball to me was, I mean, I had even thought about, you know, trying out for basketball at Wallace too because Brittany mm -hmm. and some of the other ones were there, you know, when I was there. But, um, but yeah, so I can't think of any more of my. Well, well y'all, so y'all ended up. Marion and and yeah. everything and uh, you know we talked about it in one of our last episodes y'all had some things to overcome there but the the communication and you know, you talk about some of the mistakes you made Blake about really not finding that person that you're evenly yoked with something you know that you prayed about that you feel that with and a lot of times I think in it's kind of uh, ironic that you went into that because I was even going to ask Jen before. When you reach that mid-twenties, you start hitting that mode where you're looking. And I think a lot of people marry the wrong person just because mm -hmm. it's what's expected. Yeah. And now the generations, though, are not marrying as early. No, they're waiting until later they're later or whatever with that. But, you know, I think it is our natural thing. People do want to marry. People do want to have a family. And so, you know, there was things like that that y'all talked about. Did, did y'all ever talk about uh, having children and things like that when you got married? Did y'all yes, want to have kids? We wanted to have kids. I guess after we were married maybe for about a year, mm -hmm. and we talked about, hey, let's 
you know, it's, it's just try to have, you know, some kids if it's the Lord's will and let you go ahead and talk yeah, about it. We had trouble with um, having kids and that presented challenges uh, because it seemed like everyone around us was uh, getting pregnant. A lot of our friends, they were having babies and uh, we started to, to question, you know, you question God, you, you know, shouldn't, but you know, his will should be done, but we kind of got... Uh, got down about it because it was happening for everyone else and not us. Well, that, that was one of the reasons, really one of the, Amanda and Jen are good friends. They're in a, a group at church together and, and kind of know each other's stories a little bit. And that that's one of the areas, one reason we wanted to have you on here, we wanted to talk about the infertility. You know, that is something that affects a lot of couples. We know a lot of people. You know, we're, we know a lot of people that have lost children in miscarriages. That's something at some point we wouldn't mind having some of the people that's willing to talk about it because it's problems that are affecting couples. And this is kind of a couples thing that was out there, but it, it's hard. And, you know, but don't we forget that just as you were before y'all met, you prayed earnestly to God to provide her for you. And you the same way, you're wanting that spouse. I think when we finally hit rock bottom and we turn to him, that he, he gives us those things. But then it's easy when something doesn't go right, can't have the children, whatever, we, we want to know why, God, again. You know, and that, but, you it's know. It's amazing how quickly we forget yeah, yes. his blessings, yeah. We do. You're mm -hmm. uh, to be thankful for each other. Mm -hmm. and, and now, okay, it's almost as if, well, we've forgotten this that he did for us. Now mm -hmm. our sole focus is just this one big issue that came Well, and we had, um, you know, that, that was, that was, you know, that, like I said, starting out with, with the, with him having the previous marriage was, was hard for me. Um, but then after we married and, and I remember that we were in your garage and you mentioned, you know, I think we might start having kids. And so, you know, you think, well, and I, you know, man, that was just, that was hard. That, that was, that was probably the, the test of our marriage. Yeah, um, I was were, on a lot of medication. Well, the hormones are crazy. Yeah. yeah. We went to lots of doctors yes. and I've shared, um, I've, I've got some, some younger uh, teacher friends that have experienced are, you know, currently going through some of the same things. And I've been able to share with some of them, you know, in the moment, and I know Blake can attest to this too, you really think that it is never going to happen. I mean, you, you know, I mean, can you remember being like that? I mean, yeah. we were both, we were pretty low. Like it was like, it's just, we're going to have kids. Like we're, we're just, this is not going to happen. And, you know, you feel so inadequate as a mother. I mean, as a, as a woman, as a wife, you know, because there's just lots of things that, you know, kind of take the romance out of your marriage and things like that without saying too much. You know, there's just some things that are scheduled and things that just become really difficult for a marriage. And then plus I was on a lot of medication and so we had all these fights. And then, you know, at that, that time in our life, everybody was having kids. I mean, everybody, our friends, you know, it's like I can remember... Todd and Emily Oldacre, I can remember having to go to the hospital when Audrey Kate was born. And I can, you know, just remember that was tough having to walk in and be, mm -hmm. you know, you were Hard happy. happy. Yeah, you were happy for them, but you were, I can remember leaving and just, you know, mm -hmm. just squalling because it was like, this is never going to happen. But when it did, 
you know, well, you can share a little bit about what, well, we what, did when actually did you get some counseling. Some counseling with Malcolm because it was mm-hmm. it was tough uh, on us, and you know, it kind of tests your faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were at rock like bottom. And um, he actually gave us some, uh, you know, he of course he prayed for us and with us and advised us to um, maybe do some fasting, let God know that we're serious about this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, for that next, during that next. Uh, I guess that next month, Yeah. Uh, I took a, a couple of days and um, fasted. And during the time where I would normally have a meal, um, you know, I, I prayed. prayed. And um, during that, that month, uh, <laughs> it happened. It was. <laughs> well, so it, that, it was the good Lord. I really believe that. I don't. I, I can't say, sit here and say the fasting is what made it happen. But I do believe... Uh, the Lord, you know, it certainly didn't hurt for sure. Right. I know we heard our prayers. Mm-hmm. I just think it was on his timing and we just had to really just give it to Focus, him and yeah. say, it's on your timing, Lord, and we're going to do everything we can to make this happen. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, again, I think he wants to know, you know, we've talked about like giving a tithe. I don't think God really cares how much we give. Right. It's just that sacrifice, that prayer, fasting, different things that we go. But isn't it amazing how that you've seen that that he puts you together he's now provided you you know a, a child well then did y'all have trouble with your second child the same way no we actually that's our yes. kids are so close together because we thought we would have trouble with the second one but <laughs> there our kids are only 21 months mm-hmm. apart so they're two grades apart but they're they're very which has been a blessing because we have two boys and so they can you know they're they fight like, you know, cats and dogs, but they're they're really the best of friends, too. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, Trey runs with Tice's friends probably more than he does with his own group. But he's always, Tice has always been real good to include him in everything. I'm sure the older they get in sports and stuff, it's going to become but even it, but easier. It was his timing, I mean, you know, right. it's just like mm-hmm. we, we tried so hard for the first one and the second one. Our second one, one was in like, the first month, yeah. When we said we're trying to. Hey, I remember when Amanda came, we we had one child, Blake, and we was talking about trying to have another one. Well, I'm thinking, you know, at the time, the kid's only a little over a year old. If you're you're thinking about starting, well, I'm thinking that's going to take a long time as well. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at that baby still and you're thinking, I don't know that I can have another (laughs) one of them that close. But it was the best thing we ever did because they ended up being best friends. They're close today. And we had a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. but it was, they, they had a, a special relationship and that's the struggle right now when they do grow up. And at that point they don't see each other very often. And I can't relate because I'm an only child and you know, Amanda has a sister, you have a, a sister and Blake has a brother, you know, you know how that bond is between them, but you, you, they still have that, right. you know, just like you had, you don't see your sister often. You right. see her some, but you, and you get to see Dustin, but you know, it, it is a special relationship that you have. Well, and I, I will say this too. I, I feel like, um, you know, God had, we've talked about his faithfulness and that's a big part of my story is how faithful he's always proven himself to me in my life. But I also will say, you know, I look at our kids now and think, man, I can't imagine, you know, having kids any other age. You know, my my, my kids are blessed with with great friends, with wonderful families that we're friends with and, you know, kind of have the same morals mm-hmm. and values that we have. And, you know, 
God works all of that together in his timing, you know, and I think about, you know, 10 years ago, me praying, you know, I think I, you know, and I'm thinking, well, what would I miss out on if, you know, and right. I know it's hard to see that now, but, but for anybody that is struggling, you know, it will happen in his time and, That's and right. he's always, you know, proven himself faithful in my life. And, you know, you and just it, have to keep believing that. You, you also got to look back and say, and step back and say, like Amanda said, Look at our blessings in mm -hmm. our life also. You get caught up in that one thing that you can't take your eyes off of. Like for us, it was pregnancy. Right. But mm -hmm. then if you stop, take a step back and say, my gosh, we're so blessed. Mm -hmm. You know, even if even if now, I, can, I mean, you could say it now because we're not in the midst of that. But wow. now you think, you know, we, we've got so much to be thankful to God for. Even if it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. We're still so blessed. And, you know, there's listeners out there that un unfortunately will not be able to have children. And, you know, I just encourage you to pray to the Lord. And, you know, I can't, I've not been in your shoes and I, and I can't imagine the heartache. You know, I, I know of a couple of people and you could think that we went to church with that would have been a fantastic parent. But for some reason, it wasn't meant to be. And, you know, and that's a frustrating part when you look and you, in the education that we're all in and you see people that just has a hundred kids and don't want them and won't take care of them. But then you see couples that are would be the greatest parents in the world that can't have it. And it's just those are some of the things that I know we're not supposed to ever question, but it's hard not to wonder, you know, why, God, because this this group would be so great. And then people like you talk about that's lost babies and yeah. you know lost children. Lost children. You know, we've went we've experienced that even at our school and different things. And uh, you know, we do serve a mighty God and he's working there and you know, you alluded a little bit. This was a large part of your stories, but you know, tell me about your your growing up or your Christianity. When did you know you become I started. I well for me, I grew up in church. I Two didn't parents didn't never missed Sundays, Wednesdays, and even we were talking earlier. Uh, I'd actually talked to Tim Harris uh, day before yesterday, and he was telling me about a five day morning and night revival he had just done this last week. Yeah, wow. uh -huh. We talked about how that never happens anymore. No. Mm -hmm. Hardly ever is there a revival, much mm -hmm. less the morning and the evening. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, actually, I saw him last night as well. And, he of course he was spent. Yeah, sure. yeah, ten, yeah. ten, ten sermons. sermons. Mm. But um, you know that was uh, my childhood. Was was you know we were there if the doors were open, and I'm thankful to my parents uh, for that because um, they instilled in us uh, that it was important to to be at church. But you know even more important to have that relationship with Christ. Right. It's not just about attendance. It's about that relationship. His moms played the. Uh, Piano yes. in Oregon for years. And yeah. For, I think she, she was maybe 15 yeah. at Bethlehem West. So, and she still plays the organ. Yeah. Her and Tina Freeman, they are still uh, playing instruments at Bethlehem. It's, it's awesome. So, uh, but for me, I was saved at the age of 10. Um, it was, uh, I still remember it was a Sunday night. Becky Davis was, uh, she was doing some special singing. And, um, the Lord was dealing with me during that song. It wasn't an invitational song. It was just before the preaching. And my goodness, the Lord just was speaking to me. I knew I was lost. I knew I was doomed for hell if I didn't make a move. 
And it was just, the Lord's knocking on my heart. And I knew I had to, to make that move and make that decision. And so uh, I went to the altar and uh, got saved. And, uh, you know, I know 100% the Lord saved me that night. And, uh, you know, it's something that, uh, you know, since then have I messed up plenty of times, as I've already alluded to during our conversation. But um, that was something I'll never forget. Uh, so I was saved at age 10. I had a fairly typical uh, middle school, high school, college years. Um, made some dumb decisions along the way. We all know. <laughs> the Lord was with me every step. Um, and again, I discussed, you know, my, my failing uh, marriage. And um, I'm going to rewind just a little bit. When I was 12, um, something, we haven't dealt with a lot of tragedy in my family, but when I was 12 years old, uh, we tragically, uh, I guess, suddenly lost my grandpa. He was six. Great man. Yes. Member of the church. He was a deacon of Bethlehem West Church for a long time and a great man and someone that I didn't get to know for a long time, but what little I knew of uh, my papa Russell was a, a great man and that was very hard on my family. Um, that really tested the faith of mm-hmm. my family, but I admire uh, my grandmother and um, my parents for, you know, not wavering uh, in their faith during that tough, tough time. And um, You so, remember your dad being, what, your, your dad struggled it, it was during tough. that time. It yeah. was very tough. It was just hard to, to not question yeah. God as to why, you know. Mm-hmm. He's, wow. Well, your mama was real close with him, your uh, yes. her dad and, and yeah. Joey was. In that situation with, with Joey. Joey. Uh, so, you know, you felt... Uh, you know, just a lot of hurt for my grandma, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for one as well. And um, but again, ever you know, my grandma persevered. She's she's still doing well. Yeah. She <laughs> takes yeah. care of, of Joy. And, the patient um, person you ever She me. is. I, I wish I would have gotten the patient. I do too. Uh, but um, I'm gonna fast forward now, and I've kind of talked already about how we met and um, the infertility issue and how the Lord got us through that. And so uh, we're blessed. The Lord's done a lot for me in my life. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, I guess it's kind of like that song. He's still working on me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I still want to strive to do his will. It's like we heard today during the, the message, uh, looking for those opportunities to share the gospel. And I wish I could be more like you <laughs> well. as to where you can share the gospel with anyone. I did tell him though it, today. I wish I had that. When, when we were talking about doing this, I told him at Life Group today, we, we said we're going to come back to Life Group. We're all going to have, um, you know, a praise that we had shared our story. So y'all know Blake's not the, a big talker. And so he was kind of, oh, I just don't know how, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to say, whatever. I said, it'll just be like a conversation, you know. And I said, but look at it this way. I said, you can go back to Life Group and say that you shared your story. I said, because you right. did share your story to a lot of people. To people in New York, to California, in California, California, California Australia. I said, there you go. And so he kind of changed his tune then. He said, well, yeah, I guess they would start somewhere. So, Well, the, the biggest thing about sharing your stories, a lot of times we've kept things bottled up, but everybody has a different story, whether it's your uh, not infertility, not being able to have a child or, or a failed marriage or mistakes that I've made or whatever. You know, we talked about before. All of my, my mom was addicted to prescription drugs. Well, 
you know, a lot of times we keep those things hid, but the problem is that's what's happened in church. It's the casting uh, crown song, Stained Glass Masquerade. Everybody at church is perfect, and I can't open my mouth because I'm not like them. What we don't realize is everybody has, has problems. We're all sinners. But our stories can help people. So your story can help someone. Maybe that, and if out of it, if someone don't make the same mistake, that they are seeking God from the beginning. Well, mine, you know, my mom said that if, if it ever meant sharing her story to help someone. And so that's my story, and that's how I can relate to those little kids that are sitting in the office part of the time. I know what they're living in, know what they're going through. And I, my mom was great. 80% of the time, I can't imagine what some of them live in. Well, I think a lot of times, too, we, we talked about this at, at group today, you know, looking for those opportunities. I know for, for me, DMD has helped me tremendously. Amanda and I started um, DMD last, probably November, yeah, I guess. Back in, in the fall. Back in the fall, Amanda mm-hmm. texted me while we were in the mountains and said, um, you know, what do you think? This really been on my heart. And I was a little hesitant because I thought, I don't know what this is going to entail. <laughs> but I will say that DMD has really opened my eyes to how self-absorbed I am. You know, it's kind of like Malcolm said today, those opportunities are there. You just have to look for them. If you're so focused on you and so focused on your problems and your family and your issues, then you're not going to notice the person in the Walmart line that, that might need, you know, and sometimes it's not, I shared this in group today. Sometimes it's not sharing your entire life story with them. Sometimes it's just hearing them or maybe sharing a part of your story. You know, I, I know when Blake first shared his story with me a couple of weeks ago, he left out the part about he'd been married before. And, um, I called him out on that real quick and said, that would be a major part of your story <laughs> that might, and he said, well, you know, you you know, well, and you know, they're just, there's just, there's parts of your story you don't really right. like to talk about, you know, and I know he's, well, this is the, the most it, comfortable he's ever seen talking about it, which is wonderful because I think that we do have to talk about those things sometimes to help somebody else, you well, know. I think it's important to note too, the, the more we tell our stories, the more healing it brings Absolutely. to us as well. So yes, it's about helping other people, but when we let go of some things and share it brings healing to absolutely true. Yeah. I think you, yeah, you're putting it like when you hit rock bottom and you prayed and you were genuine, God heard you. When you, you, you mentioned about fasting, about a child, you were at rock bottom. We Mm -hmm. we were wanting this. I think when we take ourselves, take our pride, we take everything away and saying it's yours, God. Here's, I'm owning my mistakes. I'm owning my, where I'm at. How, use me. God provides so many opportunities. And that's one thing now, what you brought up, like, yeah, about wanting to be more like I'm doing now or whatever with that. It's all what Malcolm's talked about. It's just the Holy Spirit that provides that. When we start thinking, boy, I did pretty good by talking today, you're going to be brought down real quick. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's God provides opportunities. Y'all, there's been so many crazy things. And one day we'll share some of these stories out there. It's nothing to do with me or whoever, but just how people are hurting. People want to have someone to talk to. You know, Brother Malcolm talked about that today that a, a young lady in a restaurant was just listening from the side, but she just needed it. And I think a lot of times we've lived our lives, we Sunday morning, Wednesday, we, we're serving, we're getting all that. 
but we're we're not looking for the opportunities. And you know, now what I've got out of DMD is basically we're supposed to go. We're supposed to our church is every day. It's wherever we're at, and we're supposed to take it. And one thing, I'm older, and now I'm on the. You know, if you start looking at your life expectancy, I'm over halfway. If I lived a normal life. And I'm on the back end. And so I've wasted many years of not doing things for the Lord. And I really honestly believe once I go to heaven, I believe that God would let me come on in because I am a Christian. But I think I'm going to answer that, you know what, you sat in that car with those guys and you never witnessed to them. You never told them about the Lord and they never came to know me because of you. And I believe I will answer for those things one day when I didn't share, when he put people in my path that I didn't do. And so, Jen, you know, tell about your Christian experience. Yeah, mine is uh, mine's similar and I'll, I'll be quick with mine too. But mine, um, similar to Blake's, I grew up in church. Um, you know, I owe that to my parents a big uh, spiritual influence for me was was my dad's dad. He was um, a Baptist preacher for 50 years, and my papa Mac was um, just kind of you know the picture of you know what how things are supposed to be. Kind of was the glue that held together the king side of the family. Um, but I was I was kind of like, like I was a little younger than like I was eight when I was saved, and I had questioned. Um, I talked with the preacher and, you know, kind of questioned some things. I can remember asking my parents things and just, you know, had questions. But I just remember the, the tug on my heart. I can remember kind of gripping the, the pew before I mm-hmm. actually made my way out. And both my kids were saved and were saved at young ages. And, you know, we struggled with that for a little while with them and kind of felt like, well, are they too too young? You know, but we were both really young when we were saved, too, so... I do believe that, you know, the Lord was, 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 you know, convicting me even at a young age. Um, and then fast forward, I was, as I said, I lived kind of a charmed middle and high school years. I was very, very good kid, played sports, um, didn't ever do anything out of the way, um, but went to college and played volleyball and got around some things that I had never been around, that's for sure, um, was about an hour away from home, and that sheltered child <laughs> blossomed, I guess you could say. Um, so I, I had a little bit of culture shock for two years and made some pretty stupid decisions. Um, I mean, I wasn't, Blake acts like I was just crazy, but I wasn't. I was just, you know, well, college years got the best call, Yeah. It caught up with me. But if you hadn't had that background, you know, that you'd been raised with and knowing. I, I do think that. I, um, man, I can remember many times my, you know, sophomore year in college, you know, I would do something and I would feel that conviction and I would feel the Holy Spirit and I would just know, I would know that, you know, there was some just careless decisions, careless decisions. Um, and then I went to Auburn and, and graduated and, you know, followed in my parents' footsteps of, of being an educator and, Kind of already talked about my story with with Blake, and Blake has been a huge. Um, I mean, I can remember when we dated. Remember, we would uh, do a Bible. We would do verses every night together. Remember that? I think we both kind of. He, I'm not saying he's the reason that I, you know, kind of came. Now you're watching Netflix. <laughs> but he was. A, she he, knows hers in the morning. Though. Blake has been a good spiritual. Um, you know, Blake's our spiritual leader. He's good about, I do my quiet time in the morning, but yeah, Blake, Blake's good about reading and, and with the kids every night and, and things like that. But, 
um, the infertility, we've already kind of talked about that. And like I said, you know, God has been so good to us and so faithful in everything. I mean, it's like that Crowder song. I always think about, you know, I haven't get amnesia. Yes. You know, that's me. That's <laughs> me. I'm continuously forgetting that he's been so good to me because, you know, he is, is so faithful and he continues to be faithful throughout my entire life. And I continue to, to doubt certain things. And we've been blessed. Blake's, you know, got a great job and he drives me crazy with that job sometimes. Well, and you have a great job too, right? Cause you work with us. I do have a great job. I'm very blessed and I'm very blessed for these two because not only can I vent to them about, my children, but I can vent to them when my husband is doing things that he probably did when he was about Blake's age. So yeah. there's a lot of struggles being a principal's wife. And I can say this about Heath and Amanda. When Blake got the job, they called me and, and told me, you know, they were on, both of them were on the phone. They're like, you just buckle up and get ready because it's going to be a ride. And it, <laughs> it has been. A lot of things change, you know, when you, you get that position. But we are so, you know, so blessed and yeah, we are. And just to sum up my story, I just want to say, you know, we've shared some things that we've been through and the Lord's been with us every step of the way. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of, I've had a lot of regrets in my life. Uh, but one thing I've never regretted is uh, accepting the Lord as my Lord and Savior. Uh, and I, I don't know of anyone that's ever said, I regret being a Christian. Right. And so, if you're not saved, you're not right with the Lord. I just want to encourage you to, uh, you know, get get things right and uh, uh, be bound for heaven. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of want to sum up mine with that. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this episode. That is, that is good stuff. So, if if you have questions, um, if you're wondering, reach out to us. We'll help you. All right. Thank you all again. I appreciate you all coming on. And again, I hope it's been some encouragement for you. And again, uh, we just uh, want you to continue to like the episodes and share it and let people know about it. Thank you all.